Hi, this is Bill Woods. I'm getting this uh, podcast out early this week. This is Thanksgiving week, and I've got uh, a lot of things planned to be with the family, so I wanted to get this out in time for you to have it before Thanksgiving. I want to remind you that all it takes to complain is a mouth. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 says, No matter what happens, always be thankful, for this is God's will for you who belong to to Christ Jesus. In Budapest, a man went to the rabbi and complained, Life is unbearable. There are nine of us living in one room. What can I do? The rabbi answered, Take your goat into the room with you. The man incredulous but but the the man was incredulous about the thing, but the rabbi insisted, do as I say and come back in a week. A week later, the man came back looking more distraught than ever. We can't stand it, he told the rabbi. The goat is filthy. The rabbi then said, well, go home and let the goat out and come back in a week. A radiant man returned to the rabbi a week later, exclaiming, Life is beautiful. We enjoy every minute of it now that there's no goat, only the nine of us. You know, thankfulness seems to be a lost art today. Warren Wearsby illustrated this problem in his commentary on Colossians. He told about a ministerial student in Evanston, Illinois, who was part of a life-saving squad. In 1860, a ship went aground on the shore of Lake Michigan near Evanston, and Edward Spencer waded again and again into the frigid water to rescue 17 passengers. In the process, his health was permanently damaged. Years later, at his funeral, it was said not one of the people he rescued ever thanked him. You know, people love to grumble and complain. It motivates us. It doesn't require any special talent, just a mouth. There's a story of a young man who was told by his doctor he had only six months to live. In shock, the young man asked, was there anything that could be done? After all, he was still young and had many things left on his bucket list. The doctor thought and finally gave him a solution. The doctor said, find the ugliest, most cantankerous woman in the county and marry her. Find a woman who would incessantly nag and complain about everything that you say or that you do. Then buy the most beat-up old pickup truck that you could find, preferably one that wouldn't run all the time. Well, then... He needed a run-down apartment right in the middle of downtown Phoenix. Somewhat skeptical, the young man looked at the doctor and said, Doc, are you sure that'll be help me to live longer? Not at all, replied the doctor, but it sure will make six months seem like a lifetime. A scientific study found complainers live longer, at least it seems like it to those around us. Apparently, complaining gives a purpose to go on living. Wouldn't it be better to find a more positive purpose? Grumbling and gratitude are learned behaviors. How we uh, were raised influences us. We've all seen a mom nudging a child saying, What do you say? And the child timidly says, Thank you. Maybe some believers need to be nudged with, What do you say to the nice God? Expressing our gratitude should be expected. Saying thanks is polite behavior. Good manners are rare today. Can you remember when politeness was more common? 
Now, when you do, when you do say thank you, the response is no problem. We expect people to be thankful to us. Well, so does God. You remember the story of the ten lepers in Luke chapter seventeen, eleven through nineteen. It said as they continued to onward towards Jerusalem, they reached the border between Galilee and Samaria. And as they entered a village there, ten lepers stood at a distance, crying out, "Jesus, sir!" Have mercy on us. He looked at them and said, Go to the Jewish priest and show him that you are healed. And as they were going, their leprosy disappeared. One of them came back to Jesus shouting, Glory to God, I'm healed. He fell flat on the ground in front of Jesus, face downward in the dust, thanking him for what he had done. This man was a despised Samaritan. Jesus asked, Didn't I heal ten men? Where are the nine? Does only this foreigner return to give glory to God? And Jesus said to the man, Stand up and go. Your faith has made you well. Faith healed not only the one leper who returned, but also the nine who appealed to Jesus for pity, and then they took off, didn't think to come back. What will move us to stay close to Jesus? What will move us so that uh, obedience to Jesus it just uh, is we realize how crucial it is let me read that sense what will move us to that obedience jesus had just said is so critical a spirit of praise and thankfulness reminding us ever of all jesus has done to heal us from the deadly disease of sin the bible commands gratitude from us psalm 104 and 5 says Go through his open gates with great thanksgiving. Enter his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name, for the Lord is always good. He is always loving and kind, and his faithfulness goes on and on to each succeeding generation. Sort of like ordering us to love our enemies. Luke 6.27 says, Listen, all of you, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. You know, genuine gratitude is spontaneous, not forced. Yet spontaneity comes more easily to be uh, to a disciplined heart. Thank him even when you don't feel like it. You know, Thanksgiving should be part of life. One time a year before a big turkey dinner is kind of tacky. We ought to be thanking God every day for all the blessings he gives to us. Cultivate the habit of thanksgiving. Look for hidden blessings. Paul said in Colossians 4, 2, Don't be weary in prayer. Keep at it. Watch for God's answers. Remember to be thankful when they come. We complain about our gifts being different from what we'd choose if we could. We complain about our looks, our brains, our, our popularity. You know, not every gift would be good for us. Beauty can lead to vanity intelligence to pride, strength to belligerence, a lot of wealth and riches to being, uh, you know, conceited and, and uh, stingy. Forget all your problems and find God's priorities. Being thankful often helps us see the bigger picture. Jesus gave thanks for a meal just hours before his death. He saw the bigger picture. John thirteen three says, Jesus knew that the Father had given him everything and that he had come from God and would return to God and how he loved his disciples. 
Your problems might even make you a better person. We discover God's will for us in a spatial way. In 1 Thessalonians 5.18, it says, No matter what happens, always be thankful, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. God's will can develop as we learn the habit of being thankful. Thank God in the midst of adversity. Is everything that happens to us wonderful? Of course not. Much of it is the result of sin and selfishness. Everything's either good or can be made good. I was thinking about this story of Corrie Tan Boom, and she told about the fleas. She said, Barracks 8 was in the, the quarantine compound. Next to us, perhaps, as a deliberate warning to newcomers, were located the punishment barracks. From there, all day long and often into the night, came the sounds of hell itself. They were not the sounds of anger or of any human emotion, but of cruelty, altogether detached, blows landing in regular rhythms, screams and keeping pace. We would stand in our ten deep ranks with our hands trembling at our sides, longing to jam them against our ears to make the sound stop. It grew harder and harder. Even within these four walls, there was too much misery, too much seemingly pointless suffering. Every day, something else failed to make sense. Something else grew too heavy. Yet in the midst of the suffering, the women prisoners around Corey and Betsy found comfort in the little Bible studies they held in the barracks. Corey writes, they gathered around the Bible like waifs clustered around a blazing fire. The blacker the night around us grew, the brighter, the truer, and more beautiful burnt the word of, of God. When they were moved to Barracks 28, Corey was horrified by the fact that their reeking straw bed platform swarmed with fleas. How could they live in such a place? It was Betsy who discovered God's answer. Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. That's it, Corey. That's his answer. Give thanks in all circumstances. That's what we can do. We can start right now to thank God for every single thing about this barracks. I stared at her, then around me at the dark, foul air room. They thanked God for the fact that they were together. They thanked God they had a Bible. They even thanked God for the horrible crowds of prisoners, that more people would be able to hear God's word. And then Betsy thanked God for the fleas. The fleas. This was too much. Betsy, there's no way even God can make me grateful for a flea. Give thanks in all circumstances, she quoted. It doesn't say in pleasant circumstances. Fleas are part of this place where God has put us. And so we stood between tiers of bunks and gave thanks for fleas. But this time I was sure Betsy was wrong. It turned out that Betsy was not wrong. The fleas were a nuisance, but a blessing after all. The women were able to have Bible studies in the barracks with great deal of freedom, never bothered by supervisors coming in and harassing them. They finally discovered that it was the fleas that kept those supervisors out. Through those, through those fleas, God protected the women from abuse and harassment. 
Dozens of desperate women were free to hear the comforting, hope-giving word of God. Through those fleas, God protected the women from much worse things and made sure they had their deepest, truest needs met. Note, we're thankful in everything, not for everything. Some of you are experiencing difficult times. Learn to depend on your Father in heaven. Thank him for the help and encouragement you get from friends. Thank him for being there to strengthen you in the hard places. Keep a record of God's faithfulness to you. Count your blessings, as the song says. List them one by one. Maybe put them in a journal so you can keep track of what God is doing in your life. You know, expressing gratitude increases our love. Being thankful shows we don't take our gifts for granted and we don't take the giver for granted. People and God appreciate that. Tell God thank you in prayer and in your attitudes and obedience and in your testimony to people. Psalm 35:18 says, Save me and I will thank you publicly before the entire congregation, before the largest crowd I can find. We need to remind ourselves and others of the faithfulness of God. We'll encourage others who are critical or wavering when, when we give God the glory. Make a habit of, of expressing it to others. Tell your family that you appreciate them. When was the last time you said thank you to your wife or husband? I mean, heartfelt thanks, not just for dinner. Expressing genuine thanksgiving influences others. In his book, Living Life on Purpose, Greg Anderson told a story of how one man finally recovered his joy. His wife had left him. He was completely devastated and depressed. He lost faith in himself, in other people, in God. He found no joy in living. One rainy morning, he went to a small neighborhood restaurant for breakfast. Several people were in the diner. No one was speaking to anyone else. One miserable friend hunched over a crowd of the counter stirring his coffee. A young mother and her little girl sat in a small booth by the window. They'd just been served their food when the little girl broke the silence, almost shouting, Mama, why don't we say our prayers here? The waitress who served them turned around and said, Sure, honey, we pray here. Will you say the prayer for us? She turned and looked at the rest of the people in the restaurant and said, Bow your heads. Surprisingly, one by one, the heads went down. The little girl bowed her head, folded her hands, and said, God is great, God is good, and we thank him for our food. Amen. The prayer changed the whole atmosphere. People began to talk to each other. The waitress said, We should do that every morning. The depressed man said, all of a sudden, my whole frame of mind started to improve. From that little girl's example, I started to thank God for all that I did have and stop majoring in all that I didn't have. I started to choose happiness. You know, getting back to the true meaning of thanksgiving, put Christ back into your thanksgiving. The first thanksgiving was an act of worship for the pilgrims. Gratitude doesn't always give immediate payback. Whenever people give of themselves, they want results. If they lay down their life, they want someone's life raised up. If they empty themselves, they want someone to be filled. 
They want their sufferings to bear fruit. If it doesn't happen, they feel just like giving up. The refusal of the gift quickly becomes a reason not to offer it. Instead of leaning into resistance with love, they back off and say, Well, we tried. The motive for offering love isn't that it be successful. Christians want response, but they're not bound to it. We sacrifice for others because we receive sacrifice. We're the current generation of a long line of broken bodies and shed blood, winning the freedom and blessings we enjoy. Christians sacrifice because we've received the greatest sacrifice of all. Jesus, God's Son, paying our sin, giving us salvation, giving us an eternal home in heaven. This gift Christians have received, and we should freely give. We should join the living history in fulfilling God's dream for eternity. Remember what John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Make thanksgiving an important part of your life, with God and with others. Remember, all it takes to complain is a mouth, how much better it would be if we learned thanksgiving. Pray with me. Dear Jesus, we want to thank you for all our blessings. Sometimes we go through hard times. But Lord, we know that you never leave us or forsake us. You're always there. You promise to either deliver us or give us strength for what we have to face. And we want to say today, thank you, Lord, for all our blessings. And we want to serve you with all our heart. At least I do. And I hope those that are praying with me do too. In Jesus' precious name, amen. All right. I did an early lesson this week because, again, I've got uh, a lot of things that have to be done in the Thanksgiving celebration, and I'm sure you do too. And so I want to wish you a very happy Thanksgiving. And if you'd like to get in touch with me, you know that my email address is lowercase rev. WMWWOODS at gmail.com. My mailing address is Box 4031, Sun Valley, Arizona 86029. God bless you. I hope that God gives you one of the greatest or the greatest Thanksgiving that you've ever had. And that will come if you've really got a grateful heart and you know Christ as your personal Savior.